Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you without waste of time. Just an apology from Brother Watt and Brother Philip. And Sister Winnie will be off to Australia tomorrow. So they solicit your prayers for the traveling mercy. Amen. Brother Moyo is not feeling well as well. We'll remember him in prayer. As we bow our heads, gracious Heavenly Father, requests of your children have been brought to the house of the Lord, because they believe that whenever believers are gathered in this fashion and they ask of you, you will definitely do it. So as a result, dear God, Brother Moyo is not feeling well, we want a divine healing 
on his behalf. And we believe that if it is written in your word, we are within our right to ask of the Father to do it. No demon can deny us that access. No principality can deny us that access. It has been granted by you. Our prophet says you have already done it. All we've got to do is to accept it. And dear God, Sister Winnie will be traveling all the way to Australia. There's quite a lot of things that are happening in our time. But I know you will clear the airspace, dear God, until she reaches her destination. And together with the family on the other side, we want to commit them to you. I know the daughter is going to undergo an operation. But dear God, we are asking on her behalf that whatever is going to be done, guide the doctors and make the healing, dear God, to, uh, to be quicker, dear God, so that your name can be glorified. I know Sister Moyo will be traveling back to South Africa. We as well need a traveling message for her. May you make it possible for her, dear God. Clear the way as well for her until she reaches this site, dear God. Dear God, maybe there are others that are here that have needs in their hearts, needs that are not spoken, but I believe that you are the God of the heart. You can search the heart and know what the heart needs and minister to the needs of the heart. I know you will do it, dear God. We want to commit the reading of the weight to you as we read as mortals. Whenever mortals read without the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, there is always a room for a demonic activity, for misinterpretation, for misplacing, for misquoting, for dislocating, for misinterpreting, but we are closing that room. Because the Holy Spirit has to take the preeminency. I pray, dear God, for your people this evening. Whatever they need, whatever expectations that they have, may you meet those expectations. But our greatest desire is that when we come to the end of the service, may every soul in the building be ministered to. May every soul in the building be serviced, dear God. If people came here weary, may they go back rejuvenated. If they came back sick, may they go back, dear God, healed. If they came with uncertainty, may they go back with certainty. Dear God, I know you will do it. Some people are here, they may be spiritually weary because of the pressures of the time. And But dear God, I know you can clear that dark cloud that is hanging over them, dear God. Dear God, my prophet says we ought to be the happiest people upon the face of the earth. We can only be happy when we know who is by our side. God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? And this evening we can say no weapon formed against the bride shall prosper. And right now we bring every demonic activity under our subjection. We were taught by the prophet messenger that it is within our right to do that as we commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While we
turn our Bibles to the book of Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah chapter 6. Verse 16, the book of Nehemiah, the chapter is 6, the verse is 16, and then we are going to read the book of Philippians 4, verse 18 as well, when we move from the book of Nehemiah. Are you still here? Let's read it together. And it came to pass that when all our enemies had thereof, I don't think we're all reading. Amen. It came to pass that when all our enemies had thereof, And all the heathen that were about us saw these things. They were much cast down in their own eyes. For they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. When it says they were much cast down, they lost their self-confidence when they realized that there were things that were taking place within Israel during that time. It was the work of the Lord. And we believe that Israel typed this bright, that every promise or whatever God did to the Israelites, uh, he needs to do it to the bride as well. Amen. Let's read in Philippians 4, verse 13. Philippians 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. I hope you got the gravity or the seriousness of this statement. I can do, not part, believers, all, all things. I don't know what you are going through tonight. I don't know what is your station in life. But Paul said when he realized this, he said, I can do all things through Christ. Amen. God bless you richly as we take your seats. Just forgot Sister, Sister Sharon Lassima is as well on her way back this week. Yeah. Tomorrow. All right, she'll be here tomorrow. We as well want God to grant her the traveling mercy. Amen. So we appreciate everything. The children of the Lord that is on the road, the angel of the Lord will go before them. Amen. Amen. To, to clear the way. 
Amen. Because we, do you know that a believer, everything that they do, they are forerun by an angel. Brother Branham says, Rebecca, before she got to the well, the angel was there 30 minutes before. Hallelujah. Before you, wherever you go, an angel is there to clear the way for you. Amen. That is why when you are a believer, you must never have a superman mentality. That when you went to resolve a situation that seemed impossible, then you turn around and say, uh, me, I, know, I knew I'm a South African. For what? Hallelujah. It's because there is an angel that goes before you to clear the way. Hallelujah. How many believe that there are angels that go before us? Amen. Amen. Now, there's something that I want to read here, which was a prayer that Brother Brandon prayed. It's a beautiful prayer, and I believe he was praying not only for that assembly, but he was praying for the bride. He says, Lord Jesus, it is in this message. Did I capture the title of the message? Let's see. Amen. What did I do with the title of the message? But it was the God hiding himself in simplicity. God hiding himself in simplicity. He prays this prayer at paragraph 327. He actually says, I am going to pray for you. Uh, remember Jesus said to Peter, I have prayed for you. And Jesus did not only pray for them, he prayed for us as well. We together. And I believe that somebody somewhere is praying for you. And you be the kind of person that prays for somebody somewhere. Amen. You know, when a believer prays and says, wherever the children of God are, those that may be in distress, God visit them. That prayer availeth much. You may find that at that very moment, your prayer break a certain chain that is about to bind another brother. Hallelujah. People battle with a lot of things. That's why they need your prayers. Amen. He says in this prayer, he says, Lord Jesus, in the way of humility, in the way of humbleness, I offer you this congregation that's on their feet. I offer them to you because they have stood in response to the call. They are seeking deeper things. Are you seeking deeper things this month? They are seeking deeper things. They are seeking more life after hearing that the blood of Jesus so thoroughly cleanses that there is no more nothing but the complete weight of God rests within them. That the very command of their own voice is creative power. I want to repeat that one. 
that the very command of their own voice is creative power. Because in them is the Holy Ghost. And this Holy Ghost is a creator. He makes things come to pass. Because he speaks the weight. And the weight spoken becomes God in action. And Lord, I pray that you will send the Holy Ghost upon every one of them just now. And deliver unto them, Lord, in the power of the resurrection of Christ, the things that they are desiring in their heart. A better life. The baptism of the Spirit, Lord. May it be so that this audience will be illuminated. The hearts of the children will see the visions and be filled with the power of God. I commend them to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. That is the prophet's prayer, and that is our prayer tonight. Are we together? Now, before I speak what I'm going to speak on this evening or announce what I'm going to speak on this morning, there's just something that I want to read as well here. It's just something that is written down. It says, stop making yourself so small so someone else can feel big. Have you ever met someone who seems more comfortable when you are quiet, disengaged, or otherwise minimized? Does it feel easier to hang back because when you lean forward, he or she becomes defensive and starts angling for position. That's not your problem. You shouldn't limit your contribution to make others feel better about theirs. I'm not suggesting you abandon discernment and get all high and mighty. I'm talking about refusing to shrink in order to enhance another's sense of importance. The most self-respecting way to help others is truly to help them by sharing your ideas, offering your talents, and lending your energy and support. Don't serve anyone by diminishing yourself. Now, while I've spoken about that, I want to speak on refuse to diminish yourself. Refuse to diminish yourself. If you read that scripture that we read, Paul says, through Christ, I can do all. And now, in the message, the deity of Jesus Christ, Brother Branham says, and now, paragraph 80, and that same power, that same Christ, let the fundamentalists, let them people who deny the power of God say it's wrong. But that same power that spoke the world into existence is in those people that has got the Holy Ghost. In prayer it says, when the Holy Ghost is in you, the Holy Ghost is the creator. 
And when the word is spoken and the word comes into action, it is God in action. Are we together? That's right. Men and women, it's time that we found out who you are. If somebody says it's time to you to find out who you are, it is meaning he's giving an impression that you don't know who you are. Uh, we together. And uh, Brother Brenham, when you check message after message, what made him worried is that the church did not know who she is in the end time. And when you don't know who you are, you don't know what power is at your disposal. Uh, we together. And uh, he goes further in one message, he says, people are living below their God-given privileges. He says, the devil is trying to hide you back and tell you that you are some little cowed down something. You are not. You are sons and daughters of God. The deity is not in heaven. It's in you. Are we together? The deity is not in heaven. It's in you. Are we together? So, let me just read this other one uh, in the message Patmos vision, paragraph 251. He says, cut every obstacle from human beings that they might be connected like in the Garden of Eden. I was going to choke it, but I'm going to say it. That means Brahman wants to say something, but he realized that it may cause a problem. He says, I was going to choke it, but I'm going to say it. Then he says, man is omnipotent. Do you believe him to be God's prophet? Man is omnipotent. What does it mean to be omnipotent? This is the prophet speaking. Man is omnipotent. That means there is no limitations to a man. But he continues, you don't believe that? Some may not believe that this evening. Brother Brown said, but he is a man fully surrendered to God is omnipotent. I believe that a man that is fully surrendered to the message of the hour is omnipotent. Are you still with me here? He says, did he not say in Mark eleven twenty two? Whatsoever things you say, you know, just saying a man is omnipotent, it sends shivers down the spine of other people. What are you getting at? That's what the prophet says. That's what I believe. That's what we preach. Never diminish yourself. If the prophet messenger says you are omnipotent and is vindicated by the pillar of fire, me, I raise my hand. I say, God, I receive it. I'm not limited in any way. I, I, I want to clear that realm where of doubt, that channel. It must be clogged up by self-doubt, by unbelief. Man is omnipotent. Hallelujah. A man that is fully surrendered to God is omnipotent. And if we take it further, we take him from other messages. You are an amateur God. What does it mean? You are a little God. And there is a bigger God. And the little God must act like the bigger God. If the bigger God speaks, the little God must say amen. If the little, this is the partnership between God and man. 
Brother Branham in Christ is the mystery of God. He says the whole mystery is about God and men becoming one. Are you still with me? Did he not say in Mark 11 verse 22, Whatsoever things you say and don't doubt in your heart, it will come to pass. You can have what you have said. This normally when we preach, it's a, people say amen. People, some, they just look at it and just say, it is a Wednesday service, it's a sermon. Let's tell you this. It is more real than you can ever imagine. And, and I'm, I'm amazed. You message people, you, you are, you, sometimes in a state that we're in, it's very sorrowful. Because the, the people that steal the message, they use the message more effective than the people that have been given this message by God. Pentecostal, they come, they steal the principles that our prophet has taught us. And they apply them in their lives and they work in their lives. But the people that have got a checkbook, they are refusing to write on the checkbook. Just by saying that, they say, Amen. It's difficult. Man is omnipotent. <laughs> ah, this one. Are we together? If there is one thing that you need to take away from tonight's sermon, you are omnipotent. I don't care what condition you are in. You see, all great men, the reason they went and spy on the promised land, they looked at the giants and they diminished themselves. And they said, we looked at the giants and when we compared ourselves to the giants, we realize we were grasshoppers. And a lot of believers, they go around with a grasshopper mentality. They look at the giants in the end time and they diminish themselves. But uh, tonight, I want to provoke a sense of indignation in one individual that can look at the situation, that can look at the challenges and still declare God's prophecy, I'm omnipotent. A man fully surrendered to God, yes, I've surrendered myself to God. Am I a believer? Yes, I'm a believer. Am I living a holy life? Yes, I'm living a holy life. Therefore, on this basis, I am omnipotent. It will never serve, you will never serve in any way when you diminish yourself. Amen. Amen. Brother says, what happens when two omnipotents meet? <laughs> Hallelujah. When God and man comes together. Because man is omnipotent. God is omnipotent. When the two omnipotent meet, something is going to shake. So that means in every situation, the devil wants to keep you away from God. Because when two omni, oh, hallelujah, no wonder the devil did not want some of you to come to church. No wonder the devil does not want some of you to worship God. 
No wonder the devil does not want you, some of you, to read the Bible. Because when you read the Bible, it might some miraculously meet you to make you to meet this other omnipotence. And when the two omnipotence meet, something is going to shake. Are you, do you believe that? Uh, there's this church veil that I want to rip apart. Because uh, a church set up its way, a minister stands behind the pulpit, reads quotation, the church is sitting there, and the thing, uh, we are having church, when are we about it to be done? And we go home and forget about everything else. I don't want this to be just a normal church set up. I wish I could say it so that it can penetrate and something, somebody gets hold of it and say, I am omnipotent. The, folks, we've got great motivational speakers. The likes of Les Brown. Okay, even uh, uh, Joe is a motivational speaker. T.G. Jakes. They say profound things and people jump up and down. I'm not reading from a motivational talk. This is a message that was filtered by the pillar of fire in the end time. And the man comes behind the pulpit and says, a man is omnipotent. Uh, and people, when you go to uh, a Pentecostal, TGJX comes there and he just says some, some nice stuff. Everybody is jumping up and people are clapping. And you come to message people, you say, Man is omnipotent. They look at you. That one is not confirmed by the pillar of fire. But this one had an angel wherever he went. And he says, man is omnipotent. Uh, when you say amen, I'm not, I'm not provoking so you say amen to me as a preacher. Whether you say amen or not, I'm going to preach. Because they've got a job to do. I need to do it. I hope that you are saying amen to yourself and say, so be it. Man is omnipotent. What will happen when the church comes into that sphere where they realize there is nothing hindering them to be what God designed them to be? Amen. When God... You know, the Bible says if two people agree on earth and they, they are in, 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 one, in unity, something is going to happen. Then before we knew the message or read the message, we thought maybe if it is brother Michael and I and agree and say, hey brother, this is going to happen. We believe that we are fulfilling the scripture. It does not refer to that. When two, Brother Bram comes, he says, the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. Then he says, the conscious mind is the one that has got a view, but has got no control. But the guy down there in the ship is the one that is turning the wheel. So the conscious mind instructs the subconscious mind. And if the two agree, when read, this isn't the message, the interview, if the two agree, Something is going to happen. So if the conscious mind say, if you've got cancer, Brahman says, if the conscious mind say, I'm healed. And it drives the message down to the subconscious mind. If the subconscious mind can say, 
No ways we are sick. You're going to be sick. But it says, if that one down there can catch it, and the two can agree, something is going to happen. You know why I'm saying that? It's because when, I, when we preach the weight, your conscious mind is active. And a lot of you, because somebody's sitting next to you, I'm a pastor, I'm looking at you, you want to say amen. You are not saying amen to me. You want to send the message down to that fellow down. And let me tell you, there's going to be a bottleneck between the conscious mind and subconscious mind. Because the more you communicate, that other one down there can say, listen, in our family, we have never amounted to anything. In our family, they're all divorced. In our family, they all died of sugar diabetes. In our family, nothing happened. But the conscious mind has got to keep on confessing and say, listen, I was in church. Or I am in church. And that what is spoken, I believe that. And I say amen to that. And the more you say amen to that, until that one realizes we've got no choice but to agree with the message that is coming from the top. And when the two agree, something is about to happen. I can put it. Sometimes, those that normally use a computer, sometimes you use a computer, as you use the computer, it comes a time where your computer just freezes. Has it ever happened to you? When your computer and you hold the mind, you click, nothing moves. What do you do when your computer has frozen? Okay, restart and reboot is the same. After you have tried everything, then you need to reboot the computer. You know why you want to reboot? Because rebooting, actually, if it allows you with the mouse, if it is Windows, you can actually go to what we call system restore. How many have done system restore? And then once you go into system restore, you can say, it can say, from which date do you want to restore the system back to? And then you can say, because you remember that my computer was fine for the whole of last month. It's only at the beginning of the month of September that it had a problem. Then you go and you put it, I want it to reboot it from the 15th, restore the system from the 15th of August. Then what do you say? You say how it functioned. From the 15th of August, I want to restore the settings to that. And when you do that, you hope that if there is a virus that is mischievous in the system, when you restore back to that, you confuse the virus. And I'm saying there are times you as a believer, you've got to do a reboot. You have listened to too much negativity. You have listened to how things cannot be done. You have gone through this trial and that trial until you have come to conclude, my life has got to be miserable. No, maybe we need to do a system reboot. And when we do a system reboot, it will take us us back to the original software. And what is the original software? Man is omnipotent. 
What is the original software? Man is an amateur God. Amen. Are you still with me? When God and man come together, two omnipotents, something is going to shake. Whatsoever you would say with that creative power of omnipotency of God, knowing that he has promised it and he said it in his weight, it creates a power that goes out yonder and brings things to pass, things that are not. It makes them as though they are because two omnipotents have met. There he stands. And he says, isn't that wonderful? And I say, it is wonderful. Amen. Let's read in this other message. All things are possible to him that believeth. Paragraph 1.8. He says, now just, and then I, I know when you diminish yourself, is the devil that rejoices. And some confuse humility with diminishing themselves. There's a difference between diminishing yourself and humility. Playing small is not being humble. You know, over time, when I read the message, especially when I came to discernment, there's a lot of times that Brother Branham, especially in the early stages, something that he normally says that made me somewhat uncomfortable, and I say, Brother Branham, why do you have to say that? You, a person would come, and Brother Branham says, do you, do you believe that I'm God's prophet? And later says, excuse me, I'm just mean God's preacher. And, and I understand why Brother Brennan being melancholic, he's got ministers on the platform, and he feels that if I say, do you receive me to be God's prophet, what are these other ministers are going to say? But we, the bride, we don't care. We believe him to be God's prophet. Stay with me. And I pick up that there are people that are in the message, they think Brother Bram was just a good preacher. A good minister. Brother Bram was not a good minister. He was God's prophet. His message was the final authority in a final age for final believers. You, you go and I like it when they came to John the Baptist and they say, are you, are you, tell us, are you, are you uh, Isaiah? Who, who are you? The, he knew who he was in the scripture. He says, I'm the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness. Do you, do you get where I'm going? But later, Brother Brenham, he begins to have the boldness in the message, uh, uh, and knoweth it not, he says, if you take me as God's prophet, listen to what I say. I prophesy that in the end time, 
there's going to be insanity upon the face of the earth. As he comes, he says, sister, it's my voice, but it's not actually me. He uses my voice. Now, he understood who he was in the scripture. Brother Brandon, as the time goes forward, when it comes to the third pole ministry, he's no longer diminishing himself. He's challenging ministers and saying, if you've got a problem with what I preach, come and stay right next to me. If you've got a problem with baptism, come and challenge me and stand on my right hand side. And he says, they could not come because the angel of the Lord was standing by my side. We need, we need people that follow this message to have confidence. And parents, hear me out. We are not going to win with our children when they diminish themselves. They cannot go to school and somebody passes a remark about their long dress and they become apologetic. You need not to become apologetic because you are a peculiar person following a peculiar God, living a peculiar life. Doing, are we together? Everything about you is peculiar. So you need not to diminish yourself. How many of you young people, somebody passed a remark and you said, I'm just wearing it for today. Why don't you just tell, why do you have your long hair? Why can't you do a mushroom cut? You are afraid to say, hang on, I'm a Nazarite. I don't do that. I'm, I'm going to bring certain things here. What do they call it? They call it the Amish people. Has somebody heard about the Amish people? The way they dress, they are not ashamed. But guess what? They don't have the pillar of fire. I heard there is another group that is in America that does not follow the message. And this lady said had requested from this lady who's a designer from the place. And she asked, do you mind to design this for me? This lady is a designer. She refused and said, as a believer, I cannot design such a dress for you. But message people, message designers, Who are we fooling? A dress is tight, but it's designed by a message sister. A skirt is tight fit, designed by a sister. Gets posted on the internet, liked by message believers. The dressing in message churches, I was speaking to another sister, is now beginning to be influenced by Instagram more than the principles of the message. When we were growing up, I feel led to say that. Because I don't want you to diminish yourself based on how you dress. In the olden days, Sisters knew that even the, the material, certain material could not make a skirt. 
I was somewhere where my brother and a sister, they are not worshipping here. And I met them and we were talking. And after we spoke, I spoke to the brother. The sister had to turn and walk towards a certain direction. When she turned and walked, that's his wife. When she turned and walked, the way everything, even underneath garment, was shaped on the body, I looked and I looked at him. I could see the shame on the voice, on the face. Brothers, are you afraid of your wives? Oh, brother of grace is not. Don't pull a politically correct card and say they are oppressing women. Well, you know, this, this world thinks that <laughs> we don't see through them. If the world really believes that women must be respected, and they mean it, your politicians mean it, why the first thing that they do, why don't they ban pornography? Because it objectify, object, objectify women as sex objects. As the beginning of women empowerment, why don't we start it there? It's because your politicians, they speak with one mouth and they eat from another mouth. Are we together? Young girl, there is nothing decent with men whistling at you when you are dressed. It's a sign of disrespect. I know I'm making people uncomfortable. Even in this church, some of the dressing that we are beginning to see, we look and say, where are we going? Even married sisters, didn't your husband look at you when you left the house? Until other men cannot even look at your wife because she's exposed. Slits are coming back in the message. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, can't, if we say we believe the message, why, why are we, you know, you know what causes that? We want to diminish ourselves so that we look like the world. But we are not of the world. We must never diminish our faith. We must never diminish our dressing. We must never diminish our God. We must never diminish the message. Then we must never diminish ourselves. Our rock is not like their rock. Our gospel is not like their gospel. Our God is not like their God. Our prophet is not like their prophet. This is a different prophet. A t-shirt material has become a dress material. I know. The devil is not even a hip when I speak. And I don't care. I don't care. Can't we speak about something? We're going to speak about <laughs> This very one is the one that we're going to speak about. Amen. That. Amen. Folks, I, I, I said something some other time, and I, do, I hope our people don't get what I mean. This church, the template that we run this church, it is not copied from another church. If there is another church down the road 
that allows the young people to live any kind of lives. I mean, I had a boy that was playing piano, very talented, and smoking weed in a message church. And they were asked, why don't you excommunicate him? They say, he's just such a good pianist. We'd rather not have a pianist and sing a cappella, but know that our songs are anointed. We are not begging anyone. We are not begging. There's not even one person that we can say we cannot go forward without. Not at all. If God is with us, it is enough. And we are not begging to put more seats or the more bumps on the seats. If seats are empty because we preach the gospel, let it be so. We, we want to bring out quality. I was in the spirit and I told my wife, I said, I'm shocked. I got there and saw all sisters decently dressed and there is no pastor there. It's church that does not have a pastor. And I said, how? Why this church all... And I asked, why are these people dressed like this? And they said, no, there is a sister in the church. She's the one that designs. And we all go to her to support her. And she makes sure that she designs godly skirts and dresses. I said, wow. So... Other churches are with pastors every week. Women are dressing immorally. You guys don't have a pastor, but you are dressing appropriately. The Holy Ghost in the church, my brother. It could be that maybe pastors are the ones that are a problem because they want... uh, And they are afraid to talk. Because people that give money may decide that we don't give money, we are offended. Let me offend you with the truth than to comfort you with a lie. Amen. Are we together? I know it's, it's a bitter pill to swallow, but some, somebody has got to tell you. Maybe let me increase the dosage. When you dress sexy, you are anointed with a prostitution spirit. You want to entice me. Amen. He who looks at a woman and lusts after her has already committed adultery with her in her heart. It takes two to tango. Amen. Love me who I am than to love me to pretend who I am not. Can I get an amen from all? These days, we speak about young sisters, even brothers. With white, tight pants that show the underwear lines. Coming here and singing, I feel the pool, a demonic pool that wants to entice his sisters with men wood shaped by trousers and claiming to be a brother following the message of Malachi 4. You are ashamed. Amen. 
man has got to dress it decently as a gentleman. Your sense of dressing has got to provoke respect from women. Not to be dressed until we are confused. Is he becoming gay in church? Do not diminish yourselves. Sometimes we've got to take time, you and your wife, you young girl, you young boy, and do a wardrobe audit. Is this thing still, does this still reflect me as a believer? And throw it into the garbage can. Don't give it to your cousin. Throw it into the garbage can. If it is not good enough for you to dress it, why should you give it to your cousin that you are trying to testify to? You are contradicting yourself. Young people, Instagram is not going to shape and Facebook is not going to shape how we dress in this church. If I ever see you on Instagram or Facebook morally dressed, I'm going to excommunicate you. They will like you. Other message builders will pretty like, and the bit about it, there's many churches that accept the junk these days. You can go to another church where they accept junk, but we'll see down the line how your life pans out as a young person. Why did we have to come here? The Holy Ghost said we must come. Amen. Amen. Let me continue. Brother Bram says, Now, all things are possible to them that believeth. He says, now, just a simple trying to hide behind some kind, so excuse me, some kind of a church doctrine instead of coming out and say, you ungod no faith. Satan never received the Holy Ghost. He ungod nothing than to give you faith. It's God that has got the faith. And just as you are filled with God, you are filled with faith. If you are the son of God, you are like God. If you are a daughter of God, you are like God. And he says, he just speaks to the weight and it creates itself. His words is the creative power. How did the world come here? He made it out of things which you were not seen. He just said, let there be. And here it is. He believed in his own weight. And if you are like God and he speaks the weight, you as well can speak the weight. Things will materialize. Now in the message, Luke, paragraph 82, he says, and then if God could take that man and bridge across there by the blood of sheep and goat and could make the weight of God creative by the mouth of a man, how much more not only by the creative or the power of the sacrifice of the bull or a goat, by the blood, but the blood of Jesus Christ, that when sin is confessed, drops into that bleach of God, God's own creative way of taking away the stain so far, then it puts it in the sea of forgetfulness to be remembered no more. When a man confesses his sins, 
and gets right with God. And God drops the sin of, this conf- of his confession into the, blood of his, into the blood of his own blood and forgives that sin and replaces in that man the original spirit that should have been there, his own spirit, making him a son of God. How much more ought the creative of power of God to be in the church? See, it breaks down every wall of sin. It breaks down. People today try to say those ways were back for another age. It is. You are still out from under that blood. So it says, if the blood of the goats and bulls could make people like Joshua to speak and stop the sun, how much more about when you are under the blood of the Lamb? Are you still together? Now, whenever there is a phrase that normally, they normally speak about it in the secular world, where they say, awake the giant that is in you. What they are simply meaning is that the power that you possess versus on how, what you are doing, that means you are underutilized or you underutilize your power. So the church has got to awaken the giant. Which is the giant? The Holy Ghost power that is in the church that can rewrite the book of Acts in the end time. It can happen, folks. But for that to happen, we need not to diminish ourselves. Let us not diminish our faith. Let us not diminish our God. Let us not diminish our message. Brother Branham says, when a man, in the message looking at the unseen, he says, when a man once, when a man once catches that vision of the invisible God and know that he's always present, there is something that stabilizes that man's thinking. It stabilizes his actions. And in the time of distress and trouble, it will still make him look upward above the things that are happening around him because he's looking at the unseen yet by promise. So when you are looking at God, you cannot diminish yourself. Are we together? So never refuse to diminish yourself. And they are going, the devil is going to try to belittle you. The devil is going to try to bring some family members to belittle you. In some cases, it can even be your marital partner that tries to belittle you. Refuse to be diminished. Hallelujah. And we're living during a time where people are under pressure, where, I mean, young girls, hear me out. The girl that is on the magazine cover doesn't want to be like herself because she's not like that in real life. What's happening? It is for them. It is a mirage. Are we together? They've got scars, but they will put some makeup so that you don't see. And you struggle with your self-confidence. I want to look like celebrity so-and-so. No, 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 no. How you are and how God created you, it is all right. You are wonderfully made and fearfully made. Don't ever try to diminish yourself. Are we together? The, the whole world now, I mean, you look at the amount of uh, cosmetics that is being spent by women all over. The poor self-esteem of young girls, it has become an economic base for many business people. You are dark, you bleach your skin. Why? Can't you just be happy with the way God created you to be? Michael Jackson, the one that you love most, had such a poor self-esteem. 
There is a black man who wanted to be a white man. Me, folks, I don't want to be anything else. I'm fine with the way I am. God created me that way, designed me that way. I embrace my identity. And through this identity, I will be what God designed me to be. So don't try to be something else. Never diminish your... Because it starts on the natural. Later it moves in the supernatural. You are fine. Refuse to diminish yourself. Don't play small. Don't live little yourself so that you can make somebody feel more important by you belittling yourself. All is fine. God bless you richly as you stand. Shall we stand to our feet? Between somebody that says, I want to be like other people in Weedbank. I'd rather go with somebody that says, I want other people in Weedbank to be like me. Rather than we as a church say, we want to be like other churches, we rather say, we want other churches to be like us. Why? Because we've got a standard and it is the message of the hour. That's what we want to meet. Amen. If I ruffle feathers, I'm not apologetic. I had to, to do that. It helps when somebody gives you the truth of the gospel. Amen. But um, we live during a time where gospels are so sugar-coated. Instead of bringing healing, it causes spiritual diabetic because there's too much sugar in it. A real medicine sometimes is bitter. How many know that? Somebody's got to have the backbone to say these things, or else God will not have a voice in the end time. But I believe other men of God somewhere, they are taking a stance and say, we are not going to go this road. Amen. Let's sing a worshiping song. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Brother Grace will come and wrap up in
Racing Petra never leaves us alone. You are Jehovah Rapha, God. When we go heal, O oh God, you're there to come and re- help us recover. Jehovah Jireh, the provider. When we go with our needs, O oh Father, Lord, you always there and provide. Amen. Even tonight, you provided, O oh Lord Jesus, this spiritual food, O oh God, for egos that we've come, O oh Father, Lord, where you feeding us from your mouth to ours. We thank you, Lord, for such a subject, oh God, mm. that you've chosen, oh Lord Jesus. Your servant doesn't consult us, oh Father, is in what subject to take. Sitting alone, oh Lord, meditating with you, you inspired him, oh Father, to come and speak upon these things. We thank you, Lord, for really it doesn't help us to play small. Yes. We just want to go, oh, Father, Lord, and accept who we are according to what you've said we are, oh, Lord. Exactly. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for even the trials and challenges, for everything that comes, oh, Lord, on our way. We know that we're not going to fall. You promise never to leave us, oh, Lord, or forsake us. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to realize who we are, not even here only, oh, God, but everywhere. Our schools, when we go to school and our workplaces, every place, oh, Father, Lord, we need to stand, oh, Lord Jesus, and reflect that we are, oh, Father, Lord, small God, speaking the word, oh, Father, Lord. Forgive us, oh, God, for everything that we've done wrong. We know that every day, Lord, we're falling there and there. Yes. We just come. This is the right place to bring our weaknesses Bring everything that we have, knowing that you and you alone can set us free, Father. We brought our burdens, and we believe we're not going to leave this place as we came in, O God. For you've spoken your word unto our hearts, 
And we believe that based on that, you're going to help us stand again, oh God. We still have some days ago to go. We just pray that you be with us. Yes. Bless even your servants that you use tonight, oh God. Mm. Father Lord is just a human being that you anoint. You set him apart, oh Lord, to become who he is, oh Lord, for us. So mm. we pray as a church that you bless him. So that whenever he comes again and stand behind the pulpit, may you be there and speak your word. Oh Lord, fill us, oh God, with your spirit. For without the filling of your Holy Ghost, oh God, all our works and everything will be in vain, oh God. We want to be filled with your spirit so that we can make it to the rapture. Help us, Lord, and realize, oh God, that we're just waiting for that last one, oh God, that must come and step into the ark. God Almighty, it might be me, it might be one of us here, Lord. We just pray that you come and touch and speak to our conscience so that we be ready, Lord, for our going away. Mm. The world is gone upside down, oh Lord. There's no more needs even to live more years into this world. Everything gone rotten, oh Father. We pray for your mercy and grace, Lord. The grace of God upon the earth is the bride, oh Lord. Now we come to you, Father Lord, asking for you to come and fill our heart with the spirit. Oh Lord, that spirit that will make it that on the, the other side, which is the, the perfect love, as Brother Branham said, only love will make it that side. Oh God, help us even to pray for our brothers and sisters. Yes. Instead of going around and gossip, we want to pray for them that are weak, oh Father. For our the purpose is to see each and every one of us making it to the rapture, Lord. On the other side to worship you forever. Thank you, Lord, for this message. We thank you for Brother Brenham once again. Yes. Even now that we want to leave and go to our respective places, God Almighty, we ask for your traveling mercy. Be with us, O Lord, until we meet again. We commit, O Father Lord, everything into your hand. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you richly. Just give us a song till we see you on Sunday, 9 o'clock. Amen. Let's give us a, a is it a note? A key. Oh note is over there, the key is over there. Alright. Come up with it. Blessed be.
Blessed be your name. Give glory. glory. 